Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. This is a part of a series of interviews I recorded at the Internet Summit in Raleigh, North Carolina. Today I'm talking to Jared Gardner at SAP Qualtrics. Jared's led search, conversion rate optimization, analytics, and content programs across many verticals for various large companies. He's currently at Qualtrics. Jared focuses on scaling demand generation through unpaid channels. Prior to Qualtrics, Jared worked for the agency Red Door Interactive, helping major brands like Charles Schwab, ASICS, and CenturyLink grow their search footprint. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jared Gardner. Welcome to the show, Jared. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is an awesome, awesome place to be doing a podcast interview. <laughs> I know, we've got a little background noise. It's partly because we're at the Internet Summit here and you're speaking. But I want to start with a question like, when did you get into search and uh, conversion optimization? Yeah, so I think it's, as most SEOs, it's kind of one of those stories where nobody really sat out in you know junior high and said, I wanted to be an SEO when I grew up. Everybody kind of stumbled into it. So I actually was working in broadcast media, and that's where my degree was. So I was working for a radio station. And I just kind of saw the writing on the wall that that wasn't the best industry to be in with, at the time, Pandora was really big. And so I decided to kind of pivot a bit, went back to school, was coming out of school and just really wanted a, a different job. I stumbled upon an SEO opportunity and 
I said to myself, like, well, digital marketing and the internet is not getting any smaller, so that's got to be an okay place to work. And then ended up just really enjoying what I was doing and kind of gone from there. That was about seven years ago. Nice. When did you end up at uh, Qualtrics, I guess? And now it's SAP Qualtrics. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I've been at Qualtrics for January will be two years, which at Qualtrics is is kind of a lifetime. So I was employee about 1,500 and we're almost to 3,000 already in two years. So we're growing, growing super quick. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I know you're talking about scaling search and conversion efforts here at the Internet Summit. Can you tell us how you're scaling or creating that scale at SAP Qualtrics? Yeah. So kind of alluded to it a minute ago, but Qualtrics is growing super quick. So we're growing revenue at about 40% year over year on a pretty big base. I think our, our last public revenue shared number was, was about $500 million. And so all of the marketing channels and demand generation channels really have to keep up with that. So we're kind of focused on really like action every day. Mm-hmm. And so really with that, we try to stay like out of PowerPoint, uh, try to do as little reporting as possible and just make sure every day we're, we're making our site, you know, 1% better every day so that we can keep up with that 40% growth year over year. And so we can get kind of into some of those tactics that we're doing a little bit later, but it, it's really just kind of revolves around make, just moving as quick as you can to keep up with that company growth. Got it. Got it. Are there advice or tips you'd give other marketers trying to drive web traffic and conversions? Yeah, yeah. I think on that like execution and move yeah. fast side, there's kind of a couple buckets that that I really like to focus on. One is what I call content velocity. Is just making sure that your website, especially in organic search, there's there's two ways that you can get traffic. Is one you can rank for more terms, or two you can rank better for the terms or get more traffic for the terms that you already have. And so I like to kind of break that into two sections and make sure we're doing both. And so one is like content velocity. And this is one of the hardest things that people struggle with. So I try to make sure that, you know, our site is basically 40% bigger than it was last year. So we're adding more and more pages through things like blogs, things like product feature pages, editorial traffic, uh, things like that. And so I think where that comes into play when we're talking about like budgets and how the whole organization needs to come together and support is that content creation is super expensive in all honesty. Mm -hmm. Like you need writers, you need designers to design the assets you're going to need developers to build pages depending on how how what type of content you're creating. And so just making sure that like the team is enabled to go create all that content cuz the SEO team's typically going to say we need this page and it should live here, but then it actually goes all the other teams to go execute that stuff in most organizations. And I think the more that you can give the SEO team the resources they need to do without relying on other teams, so like having a content writer that it's like really driven directly by the SEO team and having designers that we have a dedicated bucket of resources for them. That really helps us like get pages out quickly so really like we look at how many new pages do we publish every week and as kind of a metric of like are we doing the right things to get where we need to go right and how are you figuring out what you're going to write on you know i mean that's a lot of content to be creating yeah yeah totally so i I touched on that in my uh, my talk that i did yesterday here at internet summit we do kind of content gap analysis there's a few tools out there that's where you really start to get down into the weeds and so the easiest way is kind of look at what your competitors are ranking for. So we kind of create a database that it's like every keyword that we know of, and then all of our competitors rank for it and are ranked for it. And then you can kind of slice and dice that. So for example, if there's a specific keyword phrase that three of your competitors are ranking for it, and you're ranking on like page four or five for it, that's like a, usually a good indicator that if you went and attacked that one, you could probably rank for it if all your competitors are and you have the product. So we try to do that kind of at scale. There's a few tools like Ahrefs that will help you do that. And then there's also 
are some some ways you can do it kind of in an Excel sheet. And then that kind of gives you basically a punch list. And it's just go like start at the best opportunity and work your way down. Mm-hmm. When you run out of opportunities, run the analysis again and start over. Wow. Are there examples you might share from like past experience or at Qualtrics that you think is good a good example, good execution of you know SEO or conversion? optimization. Yeah, yeah, so a little bit more on the conversion side. So, honestly, I my over the last 6 months or so, I've evolved as we've grown the SEO team. I actually get my hands dirty in SEO a little bit less than than I did have typically in my career. So, I'm really focused on the conversion side right now. And for B2B, there's a lot of different offers as I call them. So, we've been trying to figure out which offer works best on our website. So, you think a typical B2B website, you're going to have request demo, you're going to have like a free trial or a free account tech Typically, you're going to have content downloads like ebooks and one pagers. You're going to have webinars, things like that. And so each one of those tends to have a different business value. Like if you think of like the, the sales pipeline generated from that, which most B2B companies, that's really the metric that marketing teams are measured on is that demand gen pipeline generation. So trying to figure out where typically we can pull the lever to say, get more free accounts, but those free accounts don't convert from like MQL to opportunity right. at the same rate. And so it's always this balancing act of like, yeah, we can really juice the top of the funnel with an offer that has lower friction, but those leads are less qualified and end up turning into less pipeline. And so we're honestly kind of, the jury's still out on what the best like in metric is for us. Mm-hmm. But we last, this last quarter, we introduced a watch demo offer on our homepage and we saw like 178% increase in the number of demo requests. And right now we're like, we don't have quite enough data to say like, we definitely know it doesn't convert as well, but we had way more conversions. So we're yeah. trying to still figure out if that makes up if the increase in names or MQLs makes up for the decrease or marketing qualified leads, sorry right. for the jargon there, <laughs> makes up for like the decrease in opportunities that the, the sales team has to work. So, When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Got it. That B2B, B2B is tough, man. It, it, that, I think I came from an e-commerce world before I was at Qualtrics and like B2B analytics, just so there's so many touch points. It's really hard to know which, which one should get the credit for each. Right, right. That can be hard even in, uh, well, e-commerce maybe not so much, but in other businesses when you've got other advertising, other marketing tactics going on, it, it's so hard to know exactly what was contributed to yeah. that sale. That's yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. I like I said, I used to work on e-commerce and like there's you know, we have an event that we have X well, we, it's called X4 and we had yeah. last year we had Obama and Oprah speak at it. So it's a really big event. Yeah. yeah. And that one like you know, there's a ticket price sell. So we could go look and say like <laughs> this channel 
sold this much ticket revenue. And, and then I, like, I look at that and I'm like, oh man, I miss e-commerce when it was just that simple. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, where do you think the future of search and conversion is going to go? Yeah, this is always an interesting topic for me. As I was talking about, like, I really like to focus on like, what can we do this week that's going to start to move our right. metrics? And so I try not to let myself get too too far ahead and like really the bleeding edge. So like right. people will talk about voice search, things like that, AI and all mm-hmm. that. I like to keep it a little more tangible of like, what are the, some of the headwinds that the industry is going to face in the yeah. next year? Right. That like tangibly what's on the horizon. And I think one thing we know for sure is like Google being the monopoly that it is in search here in the yeah. US is that it has shareholders that has to keep happy. And mm-hmm. those shareholders want to see revenues increase. And I think it's something like 80% of Google's revenues come from paid search clicks. And wow. so the only the way that they juice their business is by pulling that lever to show more paid right. search advertising. And so with that, typically we're going to see organic clicks go down. And so I think CMOs and, and marketing budgets are, are going to be more and more paid search because organic search is going to decrease, especially for those like high value keywords. Because, you know, just a couple, I think it was in June, Google had a not so great earnings report. And two weeks later, they changed the color of the ad symbols to be from like yellow to green. And so like people don't really notice the ad symbol, but like paid click through rates went up when they did that. And we, we see them doing that all the time where they're continuing to make the ad feel more like an organic click. They're showing more ads, making them bigger. There's site links and now three headlines and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And so that's always going to, you know, it's a zero sum game to a certain degree. If there's more paid clicks, there's going to be less organic clicks. And so we have to go up against that. And I think one of the ways you can combat that a little bit is typically that's going to be for very um, transactional keywords. So like hotel in Raleigh, North Carolina, that's transactional. Like somebody's looking to buy something there. Right. Where a lot of companies can focus more on the informational intent keywords. Mm-hmm. So if you think about in a B2B space, like if you use one of our keywords, for example, like what is net promoter score? That's somebody trying to learn something. Mm-hmm. And you can be that resource on the internet that teaches them and then kind of nurture them down the funnel through like an ebook or something like that. And so the reason why I think that's kind of the future, because people are going to be less, less willing to bid highly on those keywords that are informational because they're not going to turn into money right away. So it's going to be hard to get your return on ad spend on a keyword for somebody who's not looking to buy. Hmm. So I think that's really on the search side, one of the big ones. And then also on organic is Google is actually combating that a bit with keywords that are informational or easy to answer. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at like if you Google what time it is in the past, you would get 10 results that were clocks. Now it just, you don't get any actual search results. It just tells, it tells you, the, you time. the time. It tells yeah. you the weather. It right. tells you how tall the Empire State Building is, things like that. And so we call those zero click results. Mm. And Google is going to do that more. So I think it's basically like, if Google can keep you on the site, they're going to with a Google uh, with a zero click search result. Mm-hmm. Or if they can make money, they're going to show a lot of ads and send them off. Right. And so organic is going to keep getting smaller, more, more or less. Mm-hmm. And then on, kind of on the conversion side, I think the, the biggest trend that I'm seeing, especially on the B2B business that we focus on, mm-hmm. is that consumers are expecting more to B2C experiences and behaviors yep. from companies. So if we think of things like you know Spotify and Amazon, people are really used to like this frictionless sign-up process, don't have to talk to anybody, you know, signing up for Netflix compared to like buying Comcast. Like, 
if you think about that, how much less friction there is, you like give them your credit card, right. boom, you're done. Versus like call somebody, somebody shows up, you got to talk about different plans, you got to sign a contract, things like that. And so traditionally, a B2B has been more of that Comcast experience where it's like request a demo, we're going to have five phone calls, right. we're going to send you a contract, you're going to go to your legal team and have that red line, then we're going to negotiate, then I'm going to lower the price, and finally, <laughs> six months later, you're going to get a license for our software. And I think you see some of these literally hot B2B companies right now, like Atlassian's, who, who their stock's just killing it. And so they own Jira and Trello and some other mm-hmm. like productivity type applications. Like they uh, well over a billion dollars in revenue a year. They don't have a single salesperson. So it's all self-driven sign-up type experience, like yeah. onboarded themselves. And like Zoom is another great example of that. Yeah. I don't know if you followed their IPO last year or earlier this year, but it just blew up and they are all like product driven, self sign up. The product's just so great that you get one person using it and it just spreads like wildfire in an organization. Right. Cool. Well, Jared, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been enlightening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great to see you here out here at Internet Summit. It was my first year here and I think I'll definitely be coming back. Yeah, yeah. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners, and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 